Teaching Ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 83, titled, Rumors of War. As a result of the war caused by Russia invading the Ukraine, there is much concern about the situation escalating into another world war. While this is just a decision away, so is the path to peace. The Bible does tell us what to expect, but we are given signs, not predictions at least not predictions that we can guess ahead of God. The purpose of prophecy is to show us that God is in control so that we are not afraid, so we can see and have confidence in God. His plan does not center around our comfort, but our hope in our eternal reward. As the pain, death, and uncertainty of the future continues as a result of this war, we can look at how the Bible tells us to view end time events of wars and rumors of war. Some will remember that during the Gulf War, many of us listened to a lot of false predictions and a lot of Bible experts mapping out the events that were to come next. All those predictions failed. It wasn't the Bible that failed. It was the rush without having the full picture that failed. Part of Ezekiel chapter 38 could very well fit the events we are seeing unravel in the Russian war with the Ukraine. But let's not again be in a rush to conclude. When God reveals what he is doing, it will be clear and scripture will confirm it. Does the Bible tell us to predict end time events? Does the Bible tell us when these catastrophic events will occur? No. Remember, the purpose of prophecy is to show us that God is in control so that we are not afraid. Prophecy has a threefold purpose. Let's examine these and hopefully gain confidence even in the midst of this war and the details of it being reported to us in the news. First, do not fear. Let's begin by looking at Luke 21, verses 9 through 15. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events, and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. And you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me, but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Jesus precludes his revelation by saying, Do not be frightened. If our hope is in God and we believe that he is in control, we can be confident, even in times of war and rumors of war. When trouble strikes, our foundation is revealed. Those who build their house on sand never have peace in the storm. In our culture, even some Christians have been persuaded to place their hope in things and circumstances instead of in God. 
When people lose their sense of false security, they begin to search for something stable. That is our opportunity to point to the hope we have in Jesus Christ. How proudly the enemies of the cross have challenged Christian values. However, atheism only prevails when the sailing is smooth. You notice that in tragedy, you never see people proclaiming atheism. Instead, we hear a plea for prayer and a search for spiritual help. They always search for peace and look to God or someone who knows God. Our job is to point them to the hope found in Jesus Christ. He is the only lasting peace anyone can have. Even in trouble, we have hope, security, and peace. That is a powerful testimony in a world whose sense of security has been shattered. If the Christian is in fear, where can the world turn to find hope? This doesn't mean that we are indifferent to world events. We feel the pain of the loss, the anger against those who chose war instead of peace, even the fear of the tragedy that war brings. Fear is an emotion and it's normal. However, when the Christian sees fear, we rest our hope in Jesus Christ. We take refuge in knowing that God is in control. Jesus told us beforehand, so that when we see these things, we are not swept up in the fear of the world, but we build our lives on the solid foundation. Our rock is Jesus Christ. He said that these things must come to pass, but our hope is in him and our eternal inheritance. Second, be on the watch. Just a few verses later, we read in Luke chapter 21, verse 34 to 36. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly, like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. The person who is watching for Jesus' return is also the person who is a faithful servant. Watching means living an active life for the Lord. Watching does not mean sit and wait, but to be actively living in the way he has commanded. Matthew 24 makes this clear. In verse 42, we are commanded again to watch because we do not know when the day of his return will be. Verse 46 says, It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Jesus made a direct correlation between watching and doing what we have been appointed by God, our master, to do. As you can see, Jesus identifies one of the purposes of prophecy is to remind us to watch. World events that terrify the world serve to remind us to be faithful and remember our hope. They focus our attention to actively watch for his return. And three, testimony. Jesus sums up his prophecy of wars, sorrows, and persecutions by saying, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. This is the ultimate purpose of all these things. When the world is comfortable and everyone says there is no need for God, it is hard to share the hope of Jesus Christ. Billy Graham was called by God to preach the gospel to the world. His calling began right after World War II. 
As he toured battered Europe, the damaged buildings were still filled with bullet holes and bomb damage. People were seeking hope, peace, and answers. The world had just been on the brink of destruction. Nothing was stable, and no one was at peace. The result was an unprecedented response to the gospel. Now, atheism is the standard of much of Europe. Here in the U.S., we are quickly moving down that same road. When prosperity abounds, people forget God. When people have no fear, they also do not fear God. When life is comfortable, God is irrelevant to most people. Jesus said that the coming of troubles will be an occasion to testify. The world will ask why and look for hope. We may not be able to answer why, but we can answer the what. What is the meaning of life? What is our purpose? We can explain that we live in a world filled with evil and sin and men controlled by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is sinful human nature. Those who hope in this world will always be disappointed and have lives without foundation. During times of great trouble, we have the greatest opportunity to evangelize. When people are afraid, insecure, and have shattered hope in mankind, this is our opportunity to share the hope of Jesus Christ. The world focuses solely on the human perspective. The world focuses on prosperity and peace. When peace is lost, prosperity is meaningless. When these are shattered, the world focuses in on trouble and fear. Because Jesus Christ is our hope, our focus is not on the trouble, but fulfilling our purpose. We have a calling and God sends us out as sheep among wolves for the purpose of bringing people to Jesus Christ so they can be forgiven just as we have been. Only a Christian whose hope is eternal can have peace when trouble is around them. Only the one who believes in God's promises can sacrifice comfort in order to fulfill their calling. Glorifying God and having a personal, intimate relationship with God always has been the purpose of our lives. Our calling and command is to bring others into that same hope. When we see tragedies like the one now going on in Europe, instead of becoming fearful as the world is, we should focus on the Word of God, which tells us the higher purpose. The world is passing away and all that is in it. Those who hope in the world will be troubled and distressed. We who hope in Christ have peace, and our peace becomes a testimony to draw others to the solid rock, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we humbly implore you to look down on Russia and the Ukraine now engaged in war. Do not count your people's sins against them, but grant them true repentance, that the lusts of the human heart may be conquered by your spirit of gentleness and righteousness. Look in mercy on those immediately exposed to danger. Relieve the sufferings of the wounded and show mercy to the dying. According to your good and gracious will, remove the causes and occasions of this war and restore peace among the nations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.